Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Billy from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure that you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. My name is Jed and say I'm joined by Billy. Say hello Billy. Hello mate, how are you doing? Very well, thank you mate. And I'm joined by Paul. Say hello Paul. Hey Jed, how's it going? All good mate, thank you. Uh, you will have noticed when you tuned into this podcast that there was an advert before we started. Uh, we've officially got a sponsor in Manscaped and we're absolutely buzzing about it. Uh, so make sure you go and use our code and uh, buy yourself some some male grooming products. Uh, they've got plenty on offer. And yeah, if you do go on the website, Screamer20, we'll sort you out. Uh, today we're going to be talking through the results of our Premier League 11 best of the best poll. Is how I put it. Like we did the best of the rest last week, um, which obviously covers all the teams outside the big six. The best of the best is purely big six teams. Um, we've asked... Our Twitter, voters, our Twitter followers to vote in the poll, and it's come out with a result. Uh, are you surprised by any of the inclusions just before we crack on, boys? <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a couple that I'm surprised with, but um, no, I think it's it's not too bad. It's not too bad, considering the uh, abuse we had for the last one as well. So it's not... <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> yeah. No way near that, but yeah, it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's a solid yeah. team, I think. Oh yeah, it's definitely a solid team. Uh, we're going to start off with the goalkeeping position. Um, the winner was Manchester City's Edison uh, with sixty-two point. Oh, sorry, sixty-two percent of the vote. Uh, he beat Allison with thirty percent, and then De Gea with five. Hugo Lloris with three percent. I don't think De Gea and Lloris are ever going to get near these no. two. Uh, but Allison, some some way away ahead of, of Alice, uh, 
Edison, sorry, ahead of Alisson. Um, right decision, Billy? Uh, yeah, it wasn't much of a contest for me. Um, I think he's the better, the best keeper out of those named. And probably the world at the minute, I think you're probably only looking at Oblak, who's better than him. So, mm. yeah, a fairly obvious one for me. Um, Alisson could have done well and could well have been in here if it wasn't for those mistakes he made a couple of weeks ago. I think a bit of recency bias has <laughs> come into the polls. But, yeah, there's no complaints from me that Alisson's in here. What do you think, Paul? Um, did you mean that Ederson was in there? Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think I think you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say the exact same as Billy. Took the words out of my mouth that recency bias has skewed this towards Ederson, but I reckon Ederson would have won anyway. Um, like, you can't, whatever about Alisson making the mistakes so recently, you can't really remember any mistakes Ederson has made. Um, mm. Partly because City have had so many good seasons um, and winning the league two out of the past three years um and then this year as well so like any mistakes that he did made did make were probably covered over by wins anyway um but yeah i think edison won by a lot more than he would have if allison hadn't made hadn't had those two or three bad games yeah so recently. I, I think that's that's probably what would have happened as well but for those mistakes that have come in obviously in the last few games but i think you're right paul i, I don't really recall seeing Edison really make mm. a big mistake not certainly not in the same sort of vein that, that Allison's were the other week um, and I think that's definitely not helped Allison. I do think that he's probably a better shot stopper pound for pound than Edison but Edison is a better all-round goalkeeper and obviously is brilliant with his feet as well um, yeah. and obviously in the modern game that is is essential and, and he's so effective with it as well at Man City with the, the long balls over the top and um, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to go route one and he's like the perfect <laughs> keeper to have to go route one isn't it <laughs> I think also with yeah Lloris and De Gea they didn't really stand a chance um, against Alisson and Ederson De Gea seemed to like kind of fluctuate this season in his form and then Lloris he like I kind of rate him I think I watched that Tottenham documentary on Amazon and he seemed like a very good captain and <laughs> well respected but then he he comes out with like the odd mistake as well um, and then the Tottenham defence is just dodgy all the time. Yeah. So I'd, I'd have less confidence in, in them too. <laughs> De Gea and Lloris I have much less confidence in. Um, yeah, I yeah, think De Gea is yeah. so patchy, isn't he? Because there was one point a few years ago when he was probably the best keeper in the league um, and he just saved everything with his feet that came towards <laughs> him. Um, but since then, it's like he he's really dropped off. Um, obviously, still a good keeper, but compared to where he was, he's just not at that same yeah. level anymore um, which is a shame for him and a shame for Man United as well um, and ultimately why he only got 5% of the vote um, I'm going to move on to our next position which is right back um, that's another City player that's made it in here actually the whole back five uh, made up of City and Liverpool <laughs> players uh, which I, I don't think is, is a shock uh, but Jao Cancelo won this one 63% of the vote uh, he beat Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, who came second with only 25% um, and then Wan-Bissaka got 8% Bellerin of Arsenal with 4%. You surprised by this one, Paul? No, not really. This is definitely like Cancelo's breakout season. Um, and he's been one of yeah, City's best players this season. And then Alexander-Arnold's having not, not a terrible season, but nothing like the past few seasons he's had. Mm. Um, in relation to assists, definitely. And then just Liverpool have been kind of all over the place at in defence at times. And that's probably not his fault. Not anyone's fault, really. More down to injuries. So... Yeah, I think Cancelo, like it's kind of a team of the season poll in one way. 
and definitely Cancelo deserves <laughs> yeah. to win it. Whether he's a like all round better player is kind of up for debate because Alexander Arnold's had what three good seasons now. Like it's kind of the Edison argument that Edison has had such like few seasons of con- consistency that mm. Alexander Alexander Arnold has done the same. But like Cancelo plays what three good months and suddenly he's a better player <laughs> and a better right back. Like according it, according to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Can't trust Twitter. <laughs> um, so it's no surprise that he's in there, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, wouldn't say he's a better player. We'll see. What do you reckon, we'll Billy? Yeah, next season. Um, yeah, I agree. To be honest with you, um, I I thought Trent would win it. If I'm being perfectly honest, so I voted for Cancelo to try and make the poll a bit more competitive. Um, but yeah, I mean, as as Paul just said, Cancelo's had Trying a great to skew season. The numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelo's had a great season and um yeah I, I love the way that pep uses him as well you know the way that he just drops into that kind of center mid role when man city are attacking i just find it fascinating but yeah if we're going off this season alone then Cancelo wins all day if we're going off the past few seasons then i think it should be trent yeah i'm in the same boat as you mate to be honest and i did think that it was going to be closer i thought that that trent would would come out with a better score than that but i think like i say his recency bias i, I guess um, with Cancelo playing so well, especially over the last few weeks, um, and he's really sort of cemented himself in the team now uh, at City. And, and like you say, he's, he's utilised really well by Pep. Um, I think Pep gets the best out of him, um, which is has been key for Manchester City this season. Um, and he's he's certainly creating a lot of, of opportunities for them by moving into midfield. You know, when they are on the attack, very good player. Um, whether Alexander Arnold is going to recapture his form. This season, I don't think so. But next season, I think he'll he'll look to sort of build again because he's obviously going to be in the England squad um, at the Euros, and we'll be hoping to start for England as well. Um, he's a very good player, and he's still very young, isn't he? He's got years ahead of him. Um, yeah. So by the next time we we do this poll, I'm sure we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> going to move on to uh, our first centre back. Um, again, I'm not really surprised. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk has won this one. Yeah. Uh, 69% of the vote for, for the big man. Uh, John Stone second with 23%. Harry Maguire with 6%. And then Toby Alderweireld got 2%, which I think is probably quite still one vote. Um, <laughs> this is one Spurs fan <laughs> out there voting for him. Um, <laughs> what do you think about this, Billy? Um, yeah, I think... So, completely agree, of course. But I think the centre-backs, after the previous couple of these kinds of episodes we've done... This is the one that we could have completely blocked off without having any complaints, couldn't we? Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, you just need to... Obviously, Van Dyke's a great centre-back. You just need to have a look at the way Liverpool have performed since that Van Dyke injury to to show you how mm. effective he is. <laughs> let's, not, let's not forget, though, that Villa did beat Liverpool with Van Dyke and Joe Gomez at the back, so... I just had to get that in there while we were talking I about knew that. Was, I knew that was coming. <laughs> but no, I he's, remember he's, that. <laughs> he's, been a, uh, he's been a massive loss, hasn't he? So I don't think anyone would have expected Liverpool to get quite as many injuries as they have at the back. But yeah, even with or with... Uh, uh, sorry, I can't speak. Gee whiz. <laughs> but yeah, they've just been a completely different side. Over to you. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's Thiago Silva no room for him well um, I, I did think about putting him in um, I don't think he's really had that good a season since he had a few good games 
<laughs> he had a few good games, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I put I put Kurt Zuma in the other poll ahead of him because I think Kurt Zuma has been a, a more. It just springs to mind more so as standout performer, as a standout performer for Chelsea at the back if there is one. Um, but yeah, like it's it's it's, it's kind of difficult. The centre backs always difficult. Someone always has to miss out because there's obviously normally it's more centre backs. The same with centre midfield and, and centre forward. Um, there's more of them than there is fullbacks, so it's hard to get the the balance right in the polls. Even if um, if Thiago Silva was in there, like Billy said, I think we could have blocked this position out with Van Dijk winning that one. Yeah, of uh, course. Um, yeah, it's mad like to think how good Van Dijk is and how how like everyone's opinion of him. Like when he was bought, people were saying he was a like he mm. was overrated, blah blah blah, not worth eighty five million. And then now it's. Like, if he was sold today, he'd be, like, 100 plus, obviously, 120 or something like that. 280 million. such an important part of the... (laughs) (laughs) Will he be the same player, do you think? When he comes back from injury, do you think he'll be the same player? It's very hard to tell, obviously. Um, But, yeah, I wouldn't think he'll be any slower or anything like that. See, the thing is, like, you get injured, but then you also have a break of whatever it is, nine months from playing professional football, like, training every day. And that toll that that takes mentally and physically. So I think he should come back. Yeah, he, like as long as his knees okay, which I think it should be. Like given how other players have come back from it, then should be should make him a better player. Yeah, I think he's he's probably had the best um, opportunity to get that fixed as well, like the best surgery, etc. Um, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, most expensive in the world probably. Um, he has. Is he back in? I think he's back in training at this point, isn't he? Yeah, or sort of like I think, training. Well, he's de- like I'm not sure if he's like playing with the other players or whatever training with the other players but he's I think he's doing rehab or whatever didn't Liverpool um, say that he's out the for the season stuff like that walking so I did, yeah I think they clap ruled out him coming back I think before the end of the season oh, I think it probably makes sense doesn't it you don't want to risk yeah. bringing the no. player back before um, you know before you need to I think if Liverpool were still in the title race it might be a different story <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah definitely but at this point you know where they've got less to play for it's probably better to protect him I'd um, say with the Euros as well, he wouldn't want to like play him for a few games and then Holland be like, oh yeah, we'll take him now and be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, just a word on John Stones, uh, he came second in this poll with 23%. Um, myself, Simo and Jake spoke about him in the last poll because uh, he bagged the goal at West Ham. Um, oh, yeah. And we were talked about his, obviously, resurgence as a, a player in the Man City squad. I mean, how, how well has he done just to, to get back in that team? You know, given the the way he was sort of cast aside by by yeah. Pep previously, um, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? I love seeing players like that who, like you say, get kind of cast away to the side and then suddenly just come out of nowhere and evolve into a completely different player. And I think a lot of that has got to go down to Diaz. <laughs> Funnily enough, mm. um, he's just. I mean, he's the second centre-back, isn't he, I think? Um, He's just completely (laughs) sorted out any worries or problems that Man City had at the back. And it's just his presence, like, that Man City lost that leader when Vincent Kompany left. And him coming in is just... They've got themselves a new company, basically, haven't they? He's just so... I think he's so vocal on the pitch and he's such a good defender as well. And... Having players like that, it's similar to uh, Van Dijk as well at Liverpool with uh, Joe Gomez next to him. Like they just help each other out. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you've got to be. If you're playing in the back two, you've got to be 
you know, effective partnership. I think that Stones and Diaz at the minute have, have really sort of hit a, a wavelength, haven't they? Um, and, and yeah, Man City have filled that that void left by company with Diaz. Um, he is our next centre back, next to Van Dijk. I mean, what a centre back pairing that would be <laughs> on the pitch, Van Dijk and Diaz. Um, obviously, this is this is only Ruben Diaz's first season in the Premier League, but already he's shown that he's, he's a very good investment yes. for Man City. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Oh yeah, he's like by far the standout centre back of the season. Um, and yeah, he's completely, like Billy said, just completely transformed City's defence. And I think it makes such a difference when you're a centre back to know that, like for Stones, to know that Diaz is there and to know that they can kind of build up a partnership mm. which they have. Mm. Um, and like. Yeah, I think it gives Stones a lot of confidence to know that he doesn't have Otamendi beside him, basically, and that it helps <laughs> helps him play. And just... okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just can concentrate. I th- I'd say for Stones, it's more like he can concentrate on his own game rather than thinking that a mistake is going to happen beside him. And yeah, Ruben Diaz is like perfect for that. So, such a solid defender, or he has been anyway this season. Um, and yeah, it's really benefited Stones. And it's, yeah, it's like fair play to him for coming back like it didn't look good it goes kind of up and down for him um with his form and just different things so it didn't really look good at all so for him to come back in um he's done really well and yeah i'd say that's like it's all down to diaz like the things you can do when you have like ederson and then like two solid center backs and then you can build the team from there and they've really taken advantage of that and then like different things that have happened like with liverpool losing form um they've really capitalized on it so yeah, he's probably been the signing of the season and the centre back of the season. He's just twenty three years old as well. Just twenty three, yeah, which is just crazy to see how how good he is. And he's probably one of the best centre backs in the world, if not the best centre back in the world at the minute. And he's just gonna. I feel like he's just gonna hold on to that title for a very long time. Big shout again. I mean, he's he's certainly got the potential. I mean, at, at twenty three. He's he's still got a long long time in the game ahead of him. The, the, to think that he's so good at, at that age, um, like I say, he can he can go on and and dominate that that like team of the year type um, yeah. type of thing, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he, he's he's certainly not going to be dropped for you know by Man City for any any time soon. Um, I can absolutely guarantee that. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know the fact that he is he is so young, it just it help it, it just helps him out. Um, Establishing a place here, he could be the new company. Do you think um, mm-hmm. going forward, maybe spend the next like ten years or so yeah, at definitely. City? That'd be good to see. Um, it's nice to see players stay at teams these days, isn't it? Um, hopefully, that will be the case. Um, and Ruben Diaz stays in the Premier League for a long time. Uh, we're going to move on to the left back position, boys. Um, which is, to be honest, I found this one really difficult to to pick the the players involved because I think that like pretty much every team in the Big Six has a really good left back left sided full back um, Andy Robertson won the poll with 45% um, Luke Shaw was second with 26% Kieran Tierney third 22% and then Ben Chilwell uh, way down in fourth on 7% um, somebody questioned where Regulon was um, to be honest I, I like these players more than I like Regulon um, maybe because I've seen more of them but you know yeah. it is what it is somebody was going to have to miss out Um <laughs> What do you think about the result, Billy? Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He's a great player, has been for a good few years now. Um, similar to Trent, really, is I mean, he's not exactly having the greatest season, but he's he's got to be in here, hasn't he, for me? Um, 
Personally, I voted for Shaw, who's having a great season as well, um, just like Cancelo. And again, it was another one who where I was trying to make it a bit more competitive. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's no surprise that Andy Robertson's got in here, is it really? Are you surprised, Paul? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I think if it was probably if it was like a City left back, they probably would have won it just because Robertson isn't having a good season or the, his best season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as Billy said, like they're all really good left backs actually. Um, but I think yeah, just because Robertson's had a few good seasons behind him, I'd say that's why he won it. Um, and yeah, hopefully next season um, or towards the end of this, this season, he kind of regains his form because he's great to watch. Like he's unbelievable defending, and then mm. him and Mane are just like really good to watch as well seem to be on like the perfect wavelength the whole time um so yeah it'd be good to see a bit more of that from a liverpool perspective um but yeah i really like tierney actually as well he seems to be like a bit of a carbon copy of robertson <laughs> in a way um so yeah it's kind of funny that like two of scotland's best players play in the same position um, it's not what they need yeah. is it no <laughs> it's not what they need at all two left backs <laughs> two strikers yeah but two they finally Scotland have finally got a selection headache and it's come at left back. <laughs> <laughs> Stick one of them on the wing, they'll be fine. <laughs> Do you know what? You probably could play Robertson further forward. I'd go for Robertson ahead of Tierney, further forward. Yeah, definitely. If you were to play one yeah. of them on the wing. Um, but I, yeah, I really like Kieran Tierney as well. I think he's a good player and the fact that he just plays in short sleeves and, you know, Gets doesn't, on with doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. When it was snowing a few weeks ago, he's just, ah, give me the... You know, Get me on the pitch, give me the ball. I Did thought he was going to pull out a Scottish accent then. <laughs> oh, no, no, I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> um, there's only room for one Scotsman on this pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like him. I think he's a good player. Um, Luke Shaw, like you said, Billy, he's had a good season as well. Um, I think that that's come at a good time for him in terms of getting back in, in the England setup um, because I don't think he's had a, a call up. Um, for quite a while uh, I think that on the strength of his recent form he, he probably deserves to have a call up and um, we've got some good depth there now as well obviously with Chilwell um, Southgate's been playing Kieran Trippier at left back hasn't he and um, like left wing back and um, Bakayo Saka as well I think has played there so I mean to have Luke Shaw involved is probably yeah. better because um, he's more of a natural fit um, yeah I, I think he's been a good player and he's been one of United's standout performers this year um, but Andy Robertson is is the winner for me. Um, like we said, he's he's just such a good player. He's, he offers so much um, defensively and and you know attacking wise, and definitely deserves to be involved in the team. Um, and all Manchester City and Liverpool back five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any, there's I'd say any shocks about that. Um, I'd have been really surprised if there there was. Um, to be honest, most of the team is Man City and Liverpool, which is is understandable um, given how how far ahead of teams they've been for the last couple of years. Um, we are going to move on to right midfield, uh, but first we're going to have another word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. Uh, we're discussing our best of the best Premier League 11. Um, next position on the list is right midfield and the winner is the Egyptian King, Mo Salah, um, with a massive 67% of the vote. Um, closest challenger, Bukayo Saka with 13%. Uh, Riyad Mahrez got 12% and then Gareth Bale got 8%. Um, it's, it's kind of difficult picking these ones because wingers tend to play on both sides these days. So um, Mo Salah does play predominantly on the right though. Um, and I think he was always going to win. What do you think, Paul? Um, yeah, uh, it was 
Yeah, I'm surprised it was so close, actually. Well, it was a little bit, I guess it was even between Saka, Mares, and uh, Bale. But, like, who's picking Mo Salah on right wing? You, like, right mid, just, like, <laughs> imagine you're right back and you have Salah in front of you. You're getting no protection. <laughs> Salah's basically a striker. Actually, of all, like, of all the kind of wingers here, I'd say Salah is actually just a striker. For Liverpool, <laughs> Henderson does most of his covering. Um, so, yeah, I would have actually put Salah in the in the striker I mean, bracket but yeah he's just he's an incredible player like he just doesn't seem to do a lot of a lot during different games and then just pops up with a goal out of nowhere um <laughs> so yeah he's he's such a frustrating player to watch but then he just gets so many goals so i see him more as a, a winger personally um definitely yeah. more of an attacking winger but obviously can play as a, a central striker if he needs to um I think it's more to do with the way Liverpool set up the team, isn't it? And like you say, he's not going to do the defensive work. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I put him on the right midfield. Um, I'm, I'm sticking by that, Paul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are your thoughts, Billy? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he had to be in here for me. Um, he's, a, he's another one, another Liverpool player that's obviously not having the best season. But... Somehow he's still top scorer with he's only seventeen top scorer, goals. Really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's still Premier League exactly, top scorer. Somehow <laughs> six of penalties, but I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? Really? Um, he's he's got to be in here just on his previous years alone for me. Yeah, it would have been a shame if he didn't make the team. I would have been really surprised if he didn't, um, yeah. given the, the level he's been at. World class player. No one can really argue. Um, no matter where you put him, if you put him up front. He's going to score. If you put him on the wing, he's going to score. You know, he, he just he just takes his chances, doesn't he? Well, for the most part, he takes his chances unless Liverpool are playing against you know West Brom or, or Burnley. Um, but that's you know it's some, it happens, doesn't it? Players go through bad patches. I'm pretty confident that Mo Salah is going to recapture his form at some point, uh, whether it's oh, playing for Liverpool or whether yeah. it's playing for somebody else. I know there's obviously last season when he was playing so well and Liverpool won the title. There's talk of teams like Barcelona coming in for him. I mean, do you do you see that as a potential move in the future, Paul? Um, I don't know. At the moment, it doesn't like the rumors don't seem to be so strong mm. that it's like inevitable. Um, and he doesn't really like. I was. I don't know. You kind of get the feeling that when players are going to move and who they want to move to, but it doesn't seem like he especially wants to move or has a team that he really wants to go to. Um, yeah. But yeah, he like I think. With Liverpool, he get like he is the goal scorer, and like a lot of people say, Mane is the better player, and he probably is like a better all-round player and scores a lot of goals as well. But Salah is just the one you need for like the pure goal scoring. Like I remember his mm. goal against Villa in that seven-two game, it just like fell to him. And he just smashed <laughs> the top corner. I'm really it's shocked those... you brought that up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just those sorts of goals, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's exactly what he does like even in games where he's doing fuck all he'll just bang one in um and so yeah if you take him out of the team then you're missing a huge threat so like if yeah if he did leave then it'd be devastating um but yeah i think no i think liverpool could keep him i don't really know why you'd move to barcelona or real at the moment no i mean it's just the first team that really sprung to mind it seems to be yeah. the team that get linked with him most Exactly, it's, yeah. It's no, Barcelona. you're completely right. Um, but I, I don't mean, think Barcelona like can afford him at the minute, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, he sort of perfected that like Iron Robin type finish, hasn't he? Where he sort of cuts in onto yeah. his left foot and yeah. puts it in the top yeah, yeah. top corner. Um, 
He also Great likes flinging hands. his arms back as well. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he does. I mean, if we're going to talk about players that fling their arms back, though, uh, it's only fair to mention Jack Grealish as well. <laughs> I know, Jared, it's the best of the best podcast. We won't be mentioning yeah, no. Grealish. Oh, no, well, oh, he's coming really up in a minute. At so. some point, so he's coming yeah, up in a minute. Billy was going to talk about him at some point, so I had to get him in. <laughs> <laughs> to get him in first um, we're going to move on to the the next positions which I think is probably where Billy was going to mention him anyway um, but it's central midfield um, <laughs> the first poll was an absolute landslide uh, Kevin De Bruyne with 90% of the vote um, Mason Mount got 3% Paul Pogba 2% and Dombele uh, got 5% I'd um, <laughs> be really surprised that Kevin De Bruyne has walked away with this Billy uh, not at all, no. He's the best midfielder in the world, best player in the Premier League. And, I mean, another one who's having a poor season to his standards, but there's nothing that anyone can say that will change my mind that he should be in this side. Absolutely. I mean, you say he's having a poor season. I think he's probably just not played as much because of like, yeah, injury. Injury um, as well, yeah. And then obviously, yeah, like, other players around him also have, have stepped up. Um, yeah. and, and sort of taking the limelight a little bit like Gundogan for example um, but what what do you think Paul do you agree? Yeah De Bruyne is just a class player um, I don't think it says anything about him that City don't miss him this season I think like Foden's mm. kind of stepped up and Gundogan definitely has uh, but yeah De Bruyne is just like a classy player great like player to watch and yeah, his passing is just incredible really so I think yeah he like he's not necessarily playing the best in the city team this season, but like next season he probably will be something like that, or he has been mm-hmm. the past few seasons as well. So yeah, yeah, I think I think he's he's just so good, you know, yeah. on the ball, moving the ball. You know, he, he takes he takes chances as well when he gets them, and um, he, he works hard. Um, one one thing that I'm I'm really looking forward to about Kevin De Bruyne is you know when a player sort of gets older and they lose a yard of pace and they just tend to sort of sit in midfield a bit yeah. more. When he gets to that stage, when he's over the hill, like past like 31, 32, he's going to be immense. He's going to become like Perlo, isn't he? Just sitting yeah. in the middle, just, just spraying, spraying passes wherever he wants. <laughs> like, oh, just abs- it's going to be a, a brilliant time <laughs> to watch him. Like, even though he's brilliant now, wait till we get Rolls Royce De Bruyne. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's... There's not too much more that I really want to add to that one, other than, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, Like I say, it's not a surprising result that he's absolutely walked away with that poll. Um, The next poll, I know Billy has some thoughts on. Uh, Paul probably does as well. Um, The winner was Bruno Fernandes. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. (laughs) I don't know what I did. I mean, I I put midfielders in polls, and the best (laughs) midfielders won. (laughs) Um, Bruno Fernandes 43% of the vote this one was a lot closer than than any of the other polls actually Um, Bruno Fernandes 43% Phil Foden came second with 32 Uh, Gundogan with 14% in third and then Jordan Henderson got 11% Um, I think it's probably not helped Henderson that he's been playing at centre-back for a lot of this season Um, but we'll start with you Billy Um, why do you think Bruno Fernandes shouldn't be in the team? Because he's the most overrated player the Premier League has ever seen <laughs> that is a massive shout. Um, someone Huge had to shout. say it. 
15 he's got 15 goals this season <laughs> which on the surface it's a great record then you realize he's scored seven penalties and it brings you back down to earth a little bit <laughs> um he's the only player hey I've, say that to I've, danny welbeck billy <laughs> yeah you've still got us you still got a score penalties when you get them <laughs> that's true but um yeah he's the only player i've known to be dubbed as the best player in the league without actually being able to break teams down <laughs> like Hazard was able to do, like Jack Grealish is able to do to a certain extent. Mm. But Fernandez, <laughs> whenever I watch him, he's just not good enough to do that. He just can't break down. He can break down a bottom half side, but any team who has a half decent defensive midfielder is just able to completely nullify him and make him go missing until Rashford gets brought down in the box and he gets a penalty. <laughs> For me, if he's to be spoken about in in the best in the league debates, he needs to start performing against the top sides. In his last 10 games, for example, against the top six, he's scored zero open play goals and got two assists in 10 games. This is the same guy who got in the FIFA team of the year. Um yeah, it, this isn't me denying that he's not a great player. Of course he is, but to prove it, he needs to prove it in the big games rather than in the games like side like West Brom or Newcastle. Rant over. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Billy. Have you ever thought about running for Prime Minister? That was, <laughs> that was a very impassionate speech. Um, I think you, you've almost converted this. me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hate Fernandez too. <laughs> I don't think... Um, I don't think he's the best player in the league. And I don't think anyone should be calling him that. And I think it's probably only Man United fans calling him that. <laughs> uh, but I, like, you can't deny, like, the guy is a great footballer. And he does, he has improved Man United massively since he came in. He's made a massive difference to them. Um, yeah, he doesn't course. do it, maybe he hasn't done it against the top six. But, like, Man United in general haven't done it against the top six. Um, mm. Just in, in defence of that. To be honest point. with you, that it's like, probably the way that they set up and play against those sides in the top six as well. But even so, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, I mean, in in this midfield, like, <laughs> he's, he, there's going to be no defending done whatsoever. Um, what are your thoughts on it, Paul? Um, I'm going to sit on the fence like Billy. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> not to labour the point of Fernandez, but he's like the thing is with it, with Fernandez and United. You have to think about the players in the teams they play for and. Without Fernandez last season, United like were hopeless. Basically, hmm. everything was. Everyone talked about Pogba and how he wasn't good enough, or how he was good enough and he wasn't playing, and blah blah blah. And it was hmm. endless chat about that. And then Fernandez came in and he just kind of like just scored goals, and that was and just kind of he basically carried the team. And I know what you said about like he didn't create, he doesn't create much, but I don't think that's his game. I think he's like a Frank Lampard kind of hmm. finisher like midfielder sort of position where you can get goals and I don't think he should be blamed for not being able to break down teams um but yeah that obviously takes away from him being labeled at the like like De Bruyne uh kind of on the same level which he's not like but he's, no, he's near, a good but, player yeah. and a good goal scorer and he's kind of mm. proven himself in a league that he didn't play in before and he did it really quickly which is something to be commended on um but yeah like I wasn't gonna I didn't vote for him and I voted for Henderson. And, I voted for Henderson. Yeah, I think well, Henderson actually. is a like a different sort of player to Fernandez, and one you need if you want to play four four two. Yeah. Um, and he's finally getting kind of the credit that he deserves. Um, 
I don't know why Phil Foden is in that poll, by the way. He had one good game <laughs> against Liverpool, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Just because he's English, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Paul, he's a very good player, Paul. He's a really good player. He is who, a very good player. Who, uh, Jealous because like, he's not Irish. Who in, who's instead? Who who, who, who do you put in instead of Phil Foden Grealish. in the poll? Grealish doesn't um, play for a, a big six team. No, I'm only... <laughs> should still be in there. Grealish doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guest entry. <laughs> like, surely Fabinho has proven himself as a better player than Foden um, well, in the past few seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I can why see not? that argument. Like, well, Foden why, has, why he's come into his own. Team every game, he's definitely right? got better. Sorry, go on. Oh, one Adam doesn't get in the team every week for Liverpool. Um He's a very good player. He's been a very good player, but it, my mind just went to Phil Foden because um, uh, it's not yeah. Player, to isn't to, he? to, to like, be like, fair, Jake, you should have like you should have put like more attacking players in one poll and then more defensive players in another poll, and then you wouldn't have had a maybe, rant about Fernandez either. Yeah. <laughs> Idea for next time. <laughs> yeah, like next time we do one of these, I'll, I'll definitely take that on board, fellas. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? I've I personally I don't have an issue with two of the best midfielders in the league being in the team. I don't think that, <laughs> that Bruno Fernandes is the best player in the league, as, as we've already said. But like, he, he's definitely worthy of inclusion in the polls and he won the polls. Um, yeah. Next time, maybe I'll put them together. But, uh, you know, we live and learn, don't we? (laughs) I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on before I get shouted at anymore. Um, (laughs) Left midfield. Um, This was, was again, a a poll full of a lot of talent here. Um, Son, Hyungwin Son of Spurs has won it with 57%. Uh, Sadio Mane came second with 18%. Uh, Raheem Sterling with 13%, third. And then Marcus Rashford with 12%. Uh, was in fourth. Um, I know you can argue that all of these players can play up top, like through the middle. Um, but for me, I think that they're all probably better playing out towards the left or like sort of like an inside forward type role. Um, what do you think about Son winning this one, Paul? Um, yeah, I agree. Son is just a class player to watch. Um, kind of suits how Tottenham play perfectly. And as mm. yeah, everyone knows he's got a brilliant partnership with Kane. Um, yeah, he's just I, he's just one of those players that you enjoy watching. I think um, one who you get excited when he's on the ball because you not that you don't know what can happen, but I think he makes things happen and he's kind of always got a bit of energy about him. Um, and yeah, so I think yeah, I think he deserves to win this poll. I think I don't know with Sterling and Rashford. I feel like you hear a lot, a lot more about them whether they're doing well or badly. Like, it doesn't really matter. You always hear about them in the media and stuff. People always talk about them because they're such good players. But then with Son, I think for him to win this poll, like, really proves how much of a good season he's he's had. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What do you think, Billy? Um, I agree with everything that Paul said. It, it, Son's a great player. But for me personally, um, I think this one is another one where recent recency bias plays a massive part um personally i'd have had sadio mane in there um and i really am surprised that the polls weren't closer and but what mane has done for liverpool in previous years i don't think that any player in the world would have would have been able to do um so yeah i'm surprised that mane didn't make it but son of course is a great player yeah i I thought that they were going to be a lot closer as well to be honest mate um the fact that son's won it a canter really shows 
like you say, what, how good a season he's had. Mm. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, like Spurs have been bang average at times this season, yeah. um, and Son is you know he doesn't escape from that. Like he's he's gone missing in games before, uh, but yeah. when he's when he's firing, obviously he adds so much to the team. I think every team would love to have a player like Son in there. Um, and Mane is is kind of the same. Like obviously he's not really hit form this season like he has in previous years but again like that's the case for the whole Liverpool team um, I, I do think that you know I'm happy with Son winning this one um, just because it's a bit makes it a bit more of a diverse team um, across the, the big six rather than just having City and Liverpool players in there <laughs> yeah um, but yeah definitely definitely recency bias in there but I mean he's he's also in there on merit as well yeah, um, yeah. Because, because of how good he's been um, and like, like Paul said as well, with with Sterling and Rashford, they're names that you hear off the pitch a lot um, for whatever reason, whether it be you know, political or just you know media yeah. getting at them. Um, I, I do think that they're both excellent players. Um, Sterling is mm-hmm. is has been fantastic for Manchester City again this season. Um, he always seems to to help, like pop up and create for them when when needed when he's in in and around the box. And Rashford is becoming a bit of a like a talisman for Manchester United, um, I can see him going on and becoming a you know integral player for them. Like, I think he already is, but like in the years to come, I think he'll go on and be like, absolutely crucial for them. Um, and it's great to see. Obviously, as an English player, um, <laughs> see him doing well. Um, I'm going to move on to the first centre forward poll, uh, which was another landslide. Um, Harry Kane won this with 89% of the vote. Um, his closest challenger was Olivier Giroud with 6%. Um, Roberto Firmino <laughs> got four percent, and then Gabriel Jesus with one percent. Um, across the big six, there's not many like number nines, mm. uh, you know, as much as there are like wingers and players who like play in either position. Um, but Harry Kane is a, a number nine, isn't he? Um, and I think he's yeah. arguably the best in the league. What do you think, Billy? Um, yeah, I mean, I love Olivier Giroud. I won't lie. I think he's really really good and we was just saying Fernandez is one of the most overrated players in my opinion Giroud is one of the most underrated players saying that though you can't deny that Harry Kane deserves to be in here you can arguably say that he's probably the best out out and out striker that the league has ever seen and I mean the way that he's adapted his Ooh. game as well now <laughs> I know it's a big it's a big claim but that I was mean... a big that was a big call <laughs> The way that he's adapted his game as well now, though, to drop back a bit and yet he's still able to score goals for fun just shows how good he is. One question that I did want that, want to ask, though, do you think that he'll beat Shearer's record? He's on 157 goals mm. now, which means he just needs 103 to equal his record. Do you reckon he'll manage it? If he stays fit, mm. yes. I think but... what's the average... Of goals per season, like fifteen for the next. Oh, he hits he hits double figures like every year, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's on fourteen yeah. at the minute, I think. Okay, it's not inconceivable. Um, like he's yeah, he's just a legend, isn't he? I think he's just such yeah, a good definitely. player and just bangs in goals for fun. And yeah, even if he doesn't reach Shearer's record, um, I still think yeah, he's. I think he's just one behind Shearer and like best strikers in the Premiership. Um, uh, yeah. And remember, like, remember when he first started scoring, and people were just like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna stop scoring soon enough." <laughs> Once yeah. That's just not a thing anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like when he came in, he broke into the Spurs team. Obviously, everyone was saying he was a one-season wonder, um, yeah. and like how wrong everyone was. Really, like, he's become <laughs> like uh, just an absolutely brilliant footballer. And like you yeah. say, this season especially, you've seen how how he tends to drop in more, um, and and sort of hold the ball up a little bit and then link the play. You know, he, he always seems to know where Son's going to be. You know, to pick him out on the left-hand side, for example, when he's dropping in. I think that that's uh, a useful skill to have, obviously, as a centre-forward these days, but it doesn't take away from his goal tally. Like he still, when he gets the, in the positions to score, he still, you still back him to score, mm. um, and that's massive, and, and no surprise that he's absolutely walked away with this pole, um, similar to, to, to De Bruyne, isn't he? Like He's, just, yeah. he's one of those players that nobody can, can argue that he's, he's not a good footballer. Um, and moving on to the, the second centre-forward pole, uh, Sergio Aguero won this one, 75%. Um, I didn't think he was going to do as well, given that he's not had as much football this season. Uh, but he beat Aubameyang with 17% in second, and then Timo Werner with 5%, and Anthony Martial with 3%. Um, so quite a comfortable victory for Sergio Aguero. What do you think about this one, Paul? Yeah, another legend, I think, just behind Kane. Um, and yeah, I'd say one of the best foreign players to ever play in the Premiership. Um, easily deserved to win this. Aubameyang like, shouldn't even get close, really. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's just just one of those players, just an absolute goal scorer. And then for him to I think Guardiola not necessarily didn't like him, but just didn't think he'd suit his system as much when he first came. And for him mm. to uh, adapt his game and fit into the system and keep scoring goals just shows like what a good player he is. Um, so yeah, it's a bit it's kind of like disappointing that he's getting a few injuries now and hasn't played as much this season. Mm. Um, because as much as yeah, as much as it makes City better, it is good to have these better players playing. It's just good to watch. Um, yeah, so hopefully get another few seasons out of him and he keeps scoring goals. <laughs> what do you think, Billy? Completely agree. Um, he deserves to be in here alone for that goal, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, which one? <laughs> <laughs> but no... Um, as Paul just said, it's a real shame that in recent years, injuries have cost him as much as they have. But there's just no doubt about it that he is probably one of the best, if not the best, foreigner to ever come to the league. So yeah, there's 100% deserves to be in here. Best foreigner to come to the league is, is a really big shout. I mean, there's there's that could be a good poll in itself. Um, That's true to be fair. Yeah. you'd put him up with the likes of Henri... Um, you'd put him up with the likes of Henri and like Ronaldo and that in in that sort of regard, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I mean, what more can we say? He's a he's a, a legend, a Premier League legend. Um, scored that goal that time. Um, <laughs> no, that was that was genuinely one of the most, uh, probably the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. watching football and oh, watching that the on best the telly thing that day. I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it was amazing. It was amazing. It like it, it just about comes close to um, to Coventry City winning at Wembley in the Jack Trade <laughs> Trophy final uh, a few years ago. <laughs> um, honestly, it's it, such, such a massive moment. Like It's like one of them where you, you know exactly where you were when that happened. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You won't, like, and as Martin Tyler said, you'll never see anything like this again. Um, <laughs> that was uh, a great impression. It, it's a shame to see that... <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame that his his career seems to be like winding down a little bit now, doesn't it? I can see him yeah. being offloaded soon um, and going over to the MLS or something like that. 
over to into Miami um, <laughs> and and playing a couple of seasons there, bagging a couple of goals, and then just retiring. I yeah. think that's how I yeah. see Aguero's career going now. But think so. but like we'll always remember like what a good player he was, and and still you know, still is. If you put him in the Man City team now, he's still going to score yeah. goals, isn't he? So. Really I remember him saying actually that he didn't want to leave well. Man City until that they'd won the Champions League, which could actually be this season, really? couldn't it? Really? <laughs> could be, yeah. <laughs> could be, yeah. That would be. I think that would be like a fitting sort of send off for him as well, oh, given definitely. that he's been there for for so long, you know, ten years now, I think, and and obviously been such a key player for them um, as well during that time. And you know, without injuries, he he would be just like. like Way higher up the goal scoring charts. I mean, he's always quite he's quite high anyway in terms of the amount of goals he scored. But like, if you think he's had when he gets injured, he tends to be out for like a few few months at a time. Yeah, um, I had a look earlier, and he's on. He I think it was a hundred and eighty. He's on. So yeah, he'd be much further. That's still a great return if it wasn't it? for his injuries. He'd have he'd have he'd have surpassed two hundred. I think if without the injuries, definitely. Oh, easily, um, especially easily. in some of the Man City teams that that. that that have been obviously for the last couple of seasons. Um, I mean, that concludes our 11 of players though, boys. Uh, but we're going to ask the, the, the normal questions. Um, and I'll, I'll throw it over to Billy first. <laughs> Who's the manager then, boys? <laughs> Can we pick Dean Smith or no? <laughs> no, it's I only, mean, only if, if you managers. want to, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I definitely won't be picking Dean Smith. Um, <laughs> for me, it's got to be Klopp. Um, to do what he's done with Liverpool is just incredible, especially since we've seen a few managers try it and not really come close. Mm. Um, to kind of have them progressing each season as he did and then eventually win the Premier League is just, yeah, he's just got to be the best manager for me. Seems like the uh, the manager you'd want to play for, that everyone would want to play for. And even if you were shit, he'd still be saying <laughs> to you. Whereas if it was Mourinho, you know, he wouldn't be saying to you at all. Um, <laughs> Mourinho. <laughs> so, yeah, Klopp just seems like, yeah, he seems like a good lad um, and definitely the one for me. I think uh, I think Mourinho is probably my favourite manager of the big six managers, just because he's he's a character, isn't he? Um, <laughs> I would go for Pep. I think I'd I'd probably rather yeah, play too. for Pep than Klopp. And the reason, the reason for that is I just think that Pep would make me a better player. I think he'd make me a better man. I think he'd give me the, <laughs> the drive to get up in the morning. I think every, every morning I'm waking up, I'm thinking of Pep. I'm going, oh, God, I've got to get up, get down to training, because otherwise Pep's going to be disappointed in me. So I'd, I'd, I would definitely want to want to play for him over Klopp. Not to say that Klopp's not a good manager, uh, but that's my, that's my choice of, of gaffer for this. Um, next question, who takes the captain's armband in this team? Start with you, Paul. Um... I'm going to go for, I think, Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> I mentioned the Tottenham documentary earlier. And I don't know if either of, you, either of you saw it, but his, his captain's <laughs> speeches were one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, life. my God. There's one, of them, there's one of them where he just goes, chances, goals, we qualify. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's very much, I think, yeah, he, like Mourinho should just be like, okay, you, you're the captain, but you don't have to speak, sort of thing. Because it seems like Lloris is a better speaker, and it's his second language. Um, so for me, it would be Kane, just because he's like he definitely leads by example. When he that's what I was going to say. He like he doesn't have to say anything. He does. And he yeah. shouldn't. So he leads by example, and that's the kind of captain um, I like to play for. And yeah, I'd like on my team. He yeah he 
he probably shouldn't say anything. I think he only speaks because he has to. So. <laughs> Let his feet do the talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Billy? Who are you going for? Um, I'm having Diaz, actually. I fancy Ooh. Ruben Diaz. I think tw- 23 years of age, as we were saying earlier, and just that the company-type presence that he has at the back for City. Um, yeah, I think at the age that he is as well, just taking it on throughout his career, I reckon he'd be a decent captain. Not Bruno Fernandes, no? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm going to say Virgil van Dijk, I think. I'd go for van Dijk. Um, mm. I think along the, same, along the same lines as you in that you know he's a, a commanding presence um, at, at the back. I think that he just he's a calming influence on a team and I think that that's what kind of what you'd need in a, a Premier League side, especially with all the attacking talent in this team. I think that I think Van Dijk could be a, a rock at the back and a, a good captain, captain leader, legend-esque, um, like fan of the pod, John Terry. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to go for Virgil van Dijk. Um, and I'm going to move on to the last question. Um, you're an opposing player playing against this team. Whose shirt are you asking for at the end of the game? Billy, I'll start with you, mate. Jack Grealish isn't an option, no? No, Jack Grealish <laughs> is not an option. When he uh, moves to City next season, we yeah. pick on my guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go for Bukayu Saka off the bench. Oh, it's come out of left field, that one. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I didn't know we were allowed to do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I make the rules and I'm going to allow it. So, <laughs> why, why Saka? Why Saka out of interest? He idolises Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness though, um what what a talent and what a player he is. Um I think he's nineteen, same age as me. So just to watch someone the same age as me go out and boss it like he has for a side like Arsenal is just incredible. So yeah, it, it, bit of a left field one yeah, like you is say, he sponsored but by Manscaped though. <laughs> Was he sponsored by Manscaped at nineteen though? No, I don't think so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who are you going for? Uh, yeah, on that um, manscaped plug, I'm going to pick Salah. Um, and in return for his jersey, I'd offer him a manscaped trimmer because he looks like he could do it with the one. Only if he uses the code, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd well, have no, to give it to him. You'd have free. to stipulate that. Oh, what a legend. You give it him for free. Oh, yeah. oh, no, you can't be doing that, mate. No, 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 his Instagram. <laughs> He's got enough money as it is. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't need so anything for I'm free. Picking Salah. Fair play, fair play. I mean, I, I think they're both good shouts. Um, for me, I'm going to go for Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I just think that he's he's brilliant, isn't he? Um, yeah. And I think he'd be really nice about it as well. He'd probably give you a little handshake. Be like, yeah, well played today, mate. Enjoy this. Stick this in a the frame. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go for Kevin De Bruyne. All-round nice guy and wonderful footballer. Um, that is it. That's us finished for another pod, boys. Um, have either of you got anything to add? No. Nope. I'll take yep. it. Yeah, that's a no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say one more time, uh, use code SCREAMERS20 at Manscaped for all your male grooming needs. Um, thank you all for listening and a cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.